Hello everyone, welcome to Church Online. We are so excited that you're tuning in with us today. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Victoria Betker and I am one of the lead pastors here at Slate Church together with my amazing husband, Luke, and we pastor together with the incredible Brandon and Emma Richardson. And again, we just wanna extend a warm welcome. We're so excited to, to see you, to see you. <laughs> Uh, if this is your first time tuning in, or maybe you have been tuning in for a while, we would love for you to fill out one of our Connect cards. We just would love to connect with you, answer any questions you might have, get to know you, hear a little bit more of your story. Uh, so you can fill that out on our website. We also would love for you to invite your friends and family to join us for church. It's never been more accessible. Uh, so we would love for you, especially if you're tuning in for one of our service times, you can just click the invite button and invite your friends, family, coworkers, neighbors, everyone's invited. We're gonna start our service as we always do with worship. So why don't you stand up, move around, create some space and let's worship together. Say 
Church, let's sing this together. You are here. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. Amen. 
miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness of my God, that is who you are. Oh, you are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness of my God, that is who you are. You are here. Touching every heart, I worship you. I worship you. You are here. You're healing every heart. I worship you. I worship you. You are here. You're turning lives up. sing this out even when even when I don't see it you're working even when I can feel it you're working you never stop you never stop working you never stop you never stop working even when I don't see it you're working even when I can feel it you're working you never stop you never stop working never stop, you never stop working. Even when I can see it, you're working. Even when I can feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I can 
great time of worship that was. Thank you to our incredible worship team for leading us in worship week in and week out. We're so thankful for all of you. We're going to continue now with taking some time to pray for, for the different prayer requests that have come in throughout the week. Uh, we're a church that believes in the power of prayer. We would love for you to submit any prayer requests that you might have. Uh, I'm going to read a couple of them, but we also, just so you know, we pray about, for, for these prayer requests every Thursday at our prayer morning at 6.30 a.m. You're more than welcome to join us. It's all happening online over a Zoom call. Some of the prayer requests that we're praying for this week is we're praying for, that God would open a door in someone's financial situation. We're praying someone's upcoming surgery goes well and for a smooth healing process. We're praying for a newborn baby who's under, undergoing tests for cystic fibrosis this week. We're praying for someone in their season of singleness that they would experience contentment and be able to trust in God. We're praying that someone would be able to draw closer to God and hear His voice. Praying for all the couples getting married this season. Lots of weddings still happening in this season. We're also praying for healing and recovery for someone's grandfather who had a heart attack and bypass surgery. Why don't you pray with me? Why don't you extend a hand uh, towards the screen or the TV uh, and believe in faith as we pray together. God, we thank you so much that you are a good God. And we just pray for every single prayer request, those that have been submitted and those that are represented by those that are tuning in for service today, God. We just pray that you will begin to move in every single situation, God. We pray for miracles. We pray for, for healing where healing is needed. We pray for financial provision where that is needed, God. We pray for peace. We pray for comfort. And we just pray that you will begin to move in every single situation and that uh, we will be able to just trust in you and just be full of your peace as we, we keep believing and keep um, Keep, keep leaning into all that you are, God. We thank you for this. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. We also take time every week to, to read out the praise supports that come in throughout the week. And just take this time to be encouraged in our faith and celebrate together as a church family. Someone is thankful for financial provision for the fall semester. Come on. Someone is thankful that their uncle had a miraculously successful kidney transplant. That's amazing. Someone is thankful God provided them with a teaching job for next year, celebrating with you. Someone is thankful for strengthened friendships throughout the COVID season. Someone is thankful for that their grandmother is officially COVID free. Someone is thankful for the Home Blind series, which is a series that we find ourselves in right now. Come on. Someone is thankful for a steady job and income during this season. So much to be thankful for. So let's make sure that we celebrate and remind ourselves of all the things that God is doing in our midst, in our church, in this season. 
Well, hey, why don't you take a moment right now and just say hello to someone. Maybe someone that you're, you're tuning into service with today. Maybe you're at one of our watch parties or maybe you're tuning in with your family. Uh, wherever you find yourself, maybe send a text to one of your friends, your connect group, and, and let them know that you're thinking of them. Well, hey, we're going to take some time now to continue in our worship when it comes to our giving, our generosity. And to do that, to encourage us today, I'm going to welcome one of our executive pastors, Pastor Ben Yancey. Hey, church. As Pastor Victoria said, I am Ben Yancey. I'm one of the executive pastors here at Slate Church, and I love to be able to serve alongside and under the lead pastors, Pastor Brandon Emma and Pastor Luke and Victoria. As a church, one of our values one of our core values is actually that we live a lifestyle of abundant generosity. And this is across all things and in all things. And we see so much in scripture where we're encouraged to do that. So I just wanna read a quick few verses from Deuteronomy 10, verse 17 to 19. For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality and accepts no bribes. He defends the cause of the fatherless and the widow, and loves the alien, giving him food and clothing. And you are to love those who are aliens, for you yourselves were aliens in Egypt. Now obviously this isn't talking about UFO aliens, but people that are maybe not quite as fortunate as us, people that have come from other places that don't have as much as we do, but we are blessed and even in this season as a church, we are doing so many things in our community to just reach those who are less fortunate than us. One of the things we like to say as a church is we aim for the pain. So we look in our communities, mostly through our City Impact team, shout out to City Impact, that we aim for the pain in our communities. We try to find the areas where there's people in need, where we can provide food, provide clothing. Every year we are doing all sorts of things in kind of this same vein. And in this season has been no different. I love how our street teams have been back on the streets supporting less fortunate communities with some lawn care, some helping in the flower beds, some weeding, things like that. We've also been able to support Ray of Hope with providing food for homeless and people that don't have food and the necessities that we can often take for granted. And this is all because of your generosity. So first, I wanna say thank you for being such a generous church. And also I wanna challenge us that even in this season, we still need to be giving back to God what is God's so that we can be feeding the alien, we can be clothing the alien in this season. I love that we get to be able to do that as a church. And if you're interested in coming alongside with us in this, we'd love for you to give financially. You can do so, a couple ways will be coming up on the screen. But if you're interested in even hearing more about City Impact or getting involved with volunteering, you can go to slatechurch.com slash cityimpact. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for all the gifts that you've given us. We thank you for the financial blessing. We thank you for clothing. We thank you for food. We thank you for the things that we so often take for granted. We also thank you for the opportunity we can have to outreach in our communities to show your love to others. Pray that you would bless this gift and each giver who donate so generously today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I want to remind
remind you as well to make sure that you are following us on social media. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, on our, uh, our website, so you make sure that you are staying up to date with everything that is happening here at Slate Church. In this series, Home Blind, that we are in right now, we're going to be releasing weekly challenges on our social media that you do not want to miss out on. We're going to have verses that we're sharing, so make sure that you are following us so you can take part of all of that. I also want to make you aware of a big announcement, and that is with everything that is going on in our world right now, we have decided that we are going to be postponing L Conference 2020 to 2021. We feel that this is the safest and the wisest decision that we can make considering the current circumstances. But again, make sure that you follow us on social media because shortly we're going to be releasing more information about things that are happening later this fall. We have some very exciting plans uh, in the works. So again, make sure that you're following us so you can uh, stay up to date with everything that is happening here at Slate Church. Well, are you ready for the message? We are continuing our Homeline series and I'm so excited for the word that is coming today. So why don't you prepare your heart, get your notebook out, get your Bible out, and let's welcome Pastor Luke as he comes to deliver the message. Well, hey church, hope that you're doing well. I am doing well and I'm excited to be speaking to you today. Today is week two of our Home Blind series. We're so excited for what God is doing and is gonna to continue to do all throughout this series as really we explore these kind of things that as Christians, we can so easily become blind to as it pertains to our faith. And so we can't wait to just continue in and continue on this series with you. And we're really believing that God is gonna open our eyes to some of the areas that we've grown complacent with, to some of the areas of our lives that we've just grown content with when it comes to church, when it comes to our own faith, when it comes to reaching people with the good news of Jesus. And we really believe that we're gonna see incredible fruit out of this series. And so I'm excited to be speaking to you today, today week two of our Home Blind series. Hey, make sure that you lean in right, right now, right from the get-go, the beginning of this sermon. Why don't you lean into all that God has for you? I believe that this is a word that God wants to speak to you. And I really believe that if you allow this to actually penetrate your heart, that it can change your life. I believe that God has got a call on your life, a call that is gonna be influential, that is going to change the world. And so today, instead of you know, sitting on the sidelines and wondering uh, what could have been, instead, why not just get in the game and be a part of ushering in the what has never been in the name of Jesus Christ. And so let's jump into this today. I am really excited to begin with, we are going to turn to the best place we could turn to begin a message. We're gonna turn to the Bible. And so why don't you turn with me to the book of Matthew, and we're going to be reading chapter 7, starting at verse 24. This is a portion of scripture that I absolutely love. And so why don't we read this together today? Verse 24, it says, Therefore, Jesus is speaking, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall. It did not fall. Why don't you turn to somebody right now and tell them I'm still standing. Let them know, tell them I'm still standing. Put it in the comment section right now. Tell someone I'm still standing. If you got nobody around you, tell it to your cat or your dog. If you don't have a cat or a dog, tell it to the house plant, doesn't matter. Tell someone or something, I'm still standing. 
verse goes on, it says, it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. Hey, if you're taking notes today, you can go ahead and you can write this down as the title of this message. Write down the title, On the Rock. Go ahead and write that down, On the Rock. And why don't we pray and we're going to get into the rest of this message today. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much for who you are. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you that we can spend this time and come around your word and lean into your presence. We thank you that your presence is with us wherever we are right now. Even though we're meeting digitally like this, we thank you that you are bigger than the internet. And Jesus, we just pray that you would speak to us right now. In your mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Well, I don't know about you, but I wanna be a builder when it comes to my life. I wanna be the kind of person that builds things up. I wanna be a church builder. I wanna be a people builder. I wanna be a kingdom builder. I wanna be a faith builder. We live in a day and age where everybody seems to be trying to tear down everyone else. And I'm not interested in being the kind of person that tears somebody else down. I want to be the kind of person that builds someone else up. I, I want to build my life up. I want to build the church up. Uh, and I hope that you do too. But the question that I have for you today is what are you building on? What is it that you are building your life upon? What's your foundation? And is it a solid foundation? You know, the Bible has a lot to say about building. Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes that there is a time to build. You know, I really think that this summer of 2020 is actually a time to build. I don't think that this is a time that we should be tearing one another down. I think this is a time that we should be building up. I don't think that this is a time where the church is falling apart. I actually think that this is a time where the church is being built up in a new way to glorify God and to reach more people than ever before. I think that right now is a great time to be building. But of course, we got to ask the question, what are we building? You know, God spoke to the people of Israel through the prophet Haggai in the Old Testament and really God was saying uh, to the people, hey, you people, you're more concerned with building your own house than you are with building God's house. God said in Haggai 1 verse 9, you expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. What you brought home, I blew away. Why? Declares the Lord Almighty, because of my house, which remains a ruin, while each of you is busy with your own house. I love that. Here we see God is putting a priority on the building of his house. That the purpose of God should be the most important thing in our lives. 
But I think that my favorite passage of scripture that has to do with building is that which we read earlier in Matthew chapter 7. This passage that we read earlier is actually the conclusion of a sermon that Jesus preached. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. It's, a, it's the most famous sermon ever. I mean, Jesus preached it. It's a great, incredible, it is the best sermon that you'll ever hear. I encourage you to go and read the Sermon on the Mount at the beginning of the book of Matthew. It's absolutely amazing. Jesus talks about all kinds of things. He talks about blessing. He talks about anger. He talks about adultery. He talks about all kinds of thing in this sermon. But we come in here at the end of the sermon. Jesus is wrapping it up. And it's like we've walked into the end of the movie. And Jesus is here. He's painting a picture. And he paints this picture of two builders, two houses, and two different outcomes. You know, we're all building something. Each and every one of us. We're all building a life. We're building a career. You might be building a family. You might be building a, an investment portfolio. You might be building a future. And there's nothing wrong with any of those things, but the question that we must answer today is what are we building our life upon? The rock or the sand? Are we like the wise builder or are we like the foolish builder? You know, foundation is really not the coolest part of a house, is it? I remember when Victoria and I, we were uh, looking to buy a house and we went, we saw all kinds of houses. And I can remember when we went into the house that we actually bought. And I'll tell you what I didn't get excited about. I didn't look at the foundation and say, wow, that's the nicest foundation that I've ever seen in my life. I just thought, there's a foundation. It looks good. It looks solid. That's cool. I was more interested in the flooring. I was more interested in what color the walls were. I was more interested in all those kinds of things. If you come over to my house today, I probably won't pull you aside and be like, hey, you, you gotta come over here. Look at this. Isn't that an awesome foundation? Nobody does that. Nobody ever thinks about that. In fact, the, the foundation is out of sight. It's not the kind of thing that we look at, but it's that thing that which is unseen that is holding up that which is seen. Nobody is, gets all excited around the foundation, but the truth is you can't have a designer, a designer kitchen without a strong foundation. And everybody wants the ensuite bathroom and the walk-in closet, but you won't have any of those things for long if the foundation is faulty. Instead, and if we're not careful, really, we can pursue the flash and we can forget the foundation. We become home blind to the foundation. We forget about it. We don't consider it. And we just go about building the life that we want on the foundation of ourselves. We want a life of influence. We want a life that wows people. We want a life that is successful. We want to make a difference. And don't get me wrong, those aren't always motivated uh, selfishly. But if we're not careful, no matter what the motivation, that kind of life won't stand up long if it is built on the shaky foundation of ourselves. Instead, we've got to build our lives on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. There's an old hymn, many of you will know it. It says, on Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. In this passage of scripture that we read earlier, Jesus shows us what kind of foundation we need to be building our lives upon. We've got to build on the solid foundation of the rock of God and his word. Again, two builders, the wise builder, the foolish builder. The wise builder was the one who heard Jesus' teaching and actually put it into practice. 
Practice is a great word. Practice is an action word. You can't practice by sitting around and doing nothing. I've tried that before, believe me. I wish that it were possible. I wish that you could just like download a skill into you, into your head and you could just do it like matrix style or something like that. That would be awesome, but that's not the way it works. Uh, if you wanna learn something, if you wanna learn a new skill, you have to practice that skill. Again, I think a lot of us like we wanna learn something and we'll spend hours and hours and hours researching it, reading about it, reading how to do it. But for instance, if you wanna learn how to play the piano, you could spend years reading about how to play that piano. You could learn everything about the piano, but until you actually sit down and put some action to your hearing about it, you won't ever be able to actually do it. Notice that Jesus doesn't say that the wise builder is the one who hears these words and puts them on Instagram. Jesus doesn't say that the wise builder is the one who hears these words and puts them in a notebook, never to be seen again. That's not what he says. No, if you wanna build your life upon the rock, it's going to take practice. It's going to take action. I wanna build my life on the rock of hearing and doing. I wanna be the kind of person that takes action when it comes to my faith. Too often as Christians, we get half of that equation right. We, we, I've been guilty of this so many times, by the way. I hear, but I don't do. But as a church, we've got to put into practice the words of Jesus in every, in all seasons. I mean, when is the best time to start doing? Right now. This is the time. This is the season. Today is the day. Let's not just be Christians who hear God's word, but don't live and act and practice and do God's word in the world around us. Again, it's the middle of the summer. And I know that for many of us, that means vacation, and that is awesome. I think that vacation is so good and it's healthy to take a break from some of those regular rhythms and routines of life. I think it's an important thing, but just because we take a vacation from some of the regular routines of our life does not mean that we take a vacation from our relationship with Jesus. This is not the time where we check out. This is not the time where we say, I don't need to read my Bible or pray. I'm taking a vacation from my relationship with God. That doesn't happen. That's not a thing. We don't, that, in fact, if we want to experience real rest, if we want to experience rejuvenation in our life, we shouldn't be running from God. We need to be running to God. Vacation is actually an awesome time to clear your head a little bit from everything else that's going on and actually spend time with God. What a good opportunity to open our eyes to the areas of our lives where we have become home blind as it pertains to our faith and maybe look at that which we are building our lives upon. What is our foundation? And actually do a little personal inventory and a personal home inspection to say, what foundation am I building on? Have I been building on that foundation? And if not, it's not too late to switch it up. It's such an important thing that we actually take some action and we put this into practice. You know, if church for us is just a, a live version of a Netflix binge, then we're not gonna see the results that God has promised to those who build their life on the rock of hearing and doing his word. Let's build the house. We gotta build the house, but how do we do this? How do we actually build the house? How do we build our life upon his rock? How do we build the church upon the rock that is his name? How, how does that happen? And when the storm comes, 
because inevitably it will, how do we remain standing strong? What do we do? I've got three quick ways for us today that we build our lives upon the rock. And the first is this. Number one, write this down. We build deep. We build deep. Every year at Slate Church, we have a phrase that encapsulates our vision for the year. In our first year as a church, our phrase was build deep, reach wide. Build deep, reach wide. And by the way, there's not an expiry date on these phrases. Just because we move into a new year and a new vision doesn't mean these phrases expire. In fact, building deep and reaching wide is something that is core to us as a church, and we will continue to do that. But we want to build deep because it allows us to reach wide. Listen, whether you're building a big house, a small house, whatever kind of house it might be, no matter what it looks like on the outside, there will come a time when that foundation is tested and it will declare where your hope really is and what is actually in your heart. You know, in Luke's gospel, he tells the same story that we read in Matthew's gospel, but in a bit of a different way. Check this out in Luke 6, verse 47. It says, as for everyone who comes to me and hears my words, again, Jesus speaking, and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. Dug down deep. I love that. How did they build on the rock? They dug down deep. We live in a world that is surface obsessed. Everything is surface level. Everybody just talks about surface level things. We, we, we go about our lives just kind of on the surface and it's rare that we get a little bit deeper than that. In fact, we're, we're worried about kind of the surface appearance of ourselves, aren't we? In fact, when was the last time that you spent more time getting the inside of you ready than you did getting the outside of you ready to go out somewhere? Right, let that be a challenge. We're okay to spend, you know, 15, 20 minutes getting ourselves ready and doing our hair and getting dressed, but we won't even spend two minutes, uh, you know, taking an inventory of where our heart is actually at. We spend all our time worried about and thinking about the surface of things. But I think it's time for us as individuals and for us as a church to dig past the surface. We got to dig deep. Maybe you need to dig through shame that is at the surface. Maybe you got to dig through shame that is below the surface, but you got to get beneath that. Maybe you got to dig past your past. Maybe you got to dig past insecurity. Maybe you got to dig past a need to impress people all the time. Perhaps those are the things that you have been building the, your, your life on. Maybe the foundation of your life has been built on and based on what, you, what others think about you and what they have said about you. That will not sustain you in the long run. You need to dig down deep. It's so important that you do this because, friend, I believe that God has great things for you. I believe that he wants your house to be impactful, to be influential, to be the kind of life that reflects his glory in such a way that people can't help but notice. But in order to live that kind of life, you have got to build on the rock of Jesus Christ. A life like that will not be sustained by, by being built on the surface level. We got to dig down deep. You know, before you can build, there's an excavation process that needs to take place. In the words of one pastor I look up to, before God will elevate, he needs to excavate. 
What are some of the things in your life that God wants you to excavate in this season? What are some of the things that you've become home blind to that you have just accepted as being a part of your life, that you have just accepted as, hey, this is who I am, this is what I am, but God actually wants to excavate that dirt out of you so that you can get to the rock and start building your life upon that. I believe that there are things that you need to excavate in your life. Stop building on the shaky foundation of self. Maybe, again, you've been building uh, on the foundation uh, of insecurity. It's time Time to excavate that out of your life. Maybe you've been building on the foundation of pride. I believe that God wants to excavate that from your life to remove all of that dirt that you don't need in your life. And by the way, when God removes the dirt, let's not fill it back in. Let's not shovel it back into our lives. We, he removes the dirt because we don't need it. He's doing an excavation process. And maybe he needs to excavate pride from your life so that when the house is built, you can't say, I did it all on my own. Come on, friend, I believe that there are things that God wants to excavate. What might that be for you in this season? What do you need to dig deep down, dig deep past these things in order to hit the bedrock, that which will sustain the weight of the house that God wants to build, that, that you can actually build your life upon this foundation that is going to make a difference in our world? Maybe you need to excavate some of the dreams that you have for your life so God can replace them with the dreams that he has. For your life. What do you need to do? Dig through today. Dig deep. Build the house strong. Build on the rock. Number two, the second thing that we can do uh, if we want to build on the rock is that as we're building on the rock, we need to build a home, not just a house. Pastor Brandon talked about this last week, and I think it's such a brilliant idea, this idea of making a house a home, because we all know that feeling when we've walked into like a model home or something like that or whatever it might be. And, uh, and you know, it's beautiful, it looks good, but you just know that it's not a home. It's a house, it's a frame, it's got four walls, it's got furniture, but it's not a home. And again, Brandon talked brilliantly on this last week, but something different happens when you build a home because when you build a home, you commit to a home. You plant yourself in a home. You're connected in a home. You've got community in a home. You've got relationship in a home. When you have a home, you're not just bouncing from one place to the next and always finding a new place to sleep at night. No, you know where you're going to bed at night when you have a home because it is that place which you call home. We don't say welcome house. We say welcome home. Psalm 92 says the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my what? He is my rock, and there is no wickedness in him. Friend, I really believe that for you, it's time to actually put some roots down and move in. You know, I heard a pastor give an awesome analogy recently. He was talking about Build-A-Bear. Do you know Build-A-Bear? Do you remember Build-A-Bear? Is Build-A-Bear still a thing? I don't even know if Build-A-Bear is still a thing. I'm not sure. Uh, if it's still a thing, 
hit the like button or something like that. Uh, let people know that Build-A-Bear is still a thing. I don't know. Here's a hot take. I've always thought that Build-A-Bear was a bit of a ripoff, okay? I mean, you go in, you build this bear, and you pay like $45 for a little bow tie on this thing. And uh, I guess, I've never done it, okay? Apparently, you have a good time doing this. But really, I think that the product was such a hit, not because of the bear, which you could probably go and get at the dollar store, but the product was such a hit because you were able to customize it. You were able to build it to be exactly what you wanted it to be. And don't we all just love customization? I, I mean, it's like the best thing. If I'm like buying something online, I, 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 for instance, one time I was online and I was looking at buying a new pair of running shoes and it had the option that I could like monogram these things, right? It's like, you better believe I'm gonna be filling that out and putting my initials on the back of those running shoes. I don't care how much money it costs. I just love that I get to customize something. Anybody else like that or is it just me? I hope that there's somebody else like that. We love customization. We love to try and just build it. The problem is when we try and build a blessing. That happens often when people just hop from one church to the next because they wanna customize their church experience. We say, well, you know, the worship is better there, so I'll go there for the worship. And I actually like the preaching better there. It's a little bit shorter and more clear, so I'm gonna get my preaching from there. And I like the building that these people have, so I think I'm gonna give to that. And the kids' ministry is really good there. And the YouTube experience of that church is just like unlike anything else. So that's the church that I'm gonna promote on my social media. And we try and build a blessing. And we try and customize our church experience. And we try and just do all of these things. But that happens when we don't understand the concept of the kingdom of God. And we start thinking that church exists to serve our preferences. And we try to customize Christ according to what we would have him be in our lives and we start going down the wrong road and all of a sudden we've got our feet everywhere and we're not standing on one firm solid foundation it's time to get planted you know when the crowds heard Jesus speaking they were amazed at his teaching why were they amazed at his teaching because it says Jesus spoke as one who had authority i love that Jesus spoke as one who had authority not as one who was just optional, not as one who was customizable, not as kind of a plug and play type of Jesus. No, he spoke as the way, the truth, and the life. There is this consumer Christianity that needs to be confronted if the world is going to be changed by our faith. We cannot get caught up in a cycle of cosmetic Christianity. We can't get caught up again in this surface level Christianity and wonder why we see no fruit in our lives. And even though we have highlights in our Bible, we have no highlights in our life to speak of. Come on, God is going to build his church and he is inviting us to be a part of it. What are you building? Let's build his church. But if we are going to build his church, we need to make our home in his church. Let's not just bounce around from place to place. Let's not uproot the house that we're building off of one foundation and try and put it on another one and another one and all of this kind of stuff and there's no consistency and there's none of, no, no, no. Let's get ourselves planted in a church. Listen, as lead pastors, it's our prayer that it would be Slate Church. But if it's not, if this isn't a good fit for you, we would rather you get planted in a church that is a good fit for you than for you to not get planted anywhere at all. 
We really believe that this is an important thing. Let's not be home blind to the fact that when it has come to our faith and when it has come to our going to church, we have been thinking more about how the church can serve our preference than how we, with our giftings and God-given abilities, can serve his church and pour into his church and be his church and aim for the pain in this world and serve people through his church. Let's start thinking that way instead of thinking about what we can get. Point number three, if we want to build on the rock, Point number three is that we need to stand strong. Again, why don't you tell someone, I'm still standing? Let them know, I'm still standing. Again, put it in the comments again. At somebody in the comments. I don't even know if you can do that. Take someone in the comments. I don't know if you can do that. It doesn't matter. Let somebody know. Call them out in the comments. Tell them, I'm still standing. Let them know. Hey, how do we stand strong? I really believe the way that we stand strong is that we place our trust in God. Isaiah 26, verse 3, it says, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord, the Lord himself, is the what? Is the rock eternal. I love that. He is the rock eternal. We need to trust in him. I've told this story before. In fact, I told it at prayer morning this past week, but I want to tell it again because I think it does such a good job at outlining what it means to trust in God. In the mid-19th century, there was a man named Charles Blondin. And uh, Blondin was uh, an acrobat. He was like a stunt person. And he was putting on a stunt where he was going to be the first person to walk a tightrope between both sides of Niagara Falls. And so he put the tightrope across Niagara Falls. I'm sure many of us have been there before. He put the tightrope and he began walking back and forth all across this tightrope. Of course, crowds gathered like crazy. Thousands and thousands of people there were there to watch him. Blondine was crossing and he decided to up the ante every single time. One time he went across blindfolded. Another time he went across carrying a chair. Eventually, he went across with a wheelbarrow. He was going back and forth. The crowd was going wild. Blondine got to the one side and, and he asked the crowd, do you believe that I can make it back to the other side with this wheelbarrow? The crowd said, yeah, we believe. We believe. Absolutely, we believe that you can make it back to the other side. And then Blondine said, all right, who wants to get in the wheelbarrow? Of course, nobody volunteered. Nobody put up their hand. And that's because there's a big difference between believing and trusting. Hey, maybe you've been believing in God for a long time. I think today is the day where you start trusting in God. Today is the day where you need to get into the wheelbarrow. Today is the day where you're gonna make a decision to trust in God, build upon the solid rock, and when the storms come, you will stand strong because your trust is in Jesus. I'm always amazed that we have this ability as Christians to believe in God, but trust in ourselves. Have you ever experienced that? I've experienced that so many times. Like, God, I believe that you can get me through this situation, but I'm going to trust in myself to get myself through this situation. Ultimately, friend, when we trust in ourselves, we're just building upon the foundation of self, and that is a shaky foundation to be building our lives upon. That is like building upon the sand and inevitably a storm comes. You know, Jesus didn't say if a storm comes, 
But Jesus said, when the storm comes, is your life built upon the sand or is your life built upon the rock? Trouble will probably come our way. The storm will come in our lives. But we got to remember that the presence of trouble doesn't mean the absence of God. In fact, we've got to remember that the Bible says in Psalm 46 that God is our refuge and our strength. He's a very present help in times of trouble. Maybe you've been facing trouble in your life and you've been thinking that that means God is absent in your life. No, God is present and he is a very present help in times of trouble. Won't you just begin to trust in him and experience the hope and the joy and the peace that comes from standing strong on the solid rock of his name? Let's not be home blind as a church to our foundation. Let's not be home blind to the things that might be going on in our lives that's actually causing us to build our lives upon the sand. Maybe uh, there was a time when you built your life on the firm foundation of Christ, but maybe you've neglected it for so long. Maybe there's cracks in your foundation. Friend, you can fix that foundation. Maybe you've just been building your life upon the sand. Well, friend, I really believe that you can find the foundation that is the name of Jesus Christ. Maybe you know all of these things, but you've just been living idle. I believe that it's time that you can begin to build a frame on that foundation, begin to build a life that glorifies and honors God. Something amazing happens as we build on the solid rock of Christ, and that is that people take notice. When we weather the storm, people say, how did you do that? That doesn't even make sense. How can you have so much hope during a global pandemic? Because my foundation is solid. How can you have joy when you're facing sickness? Because I stand on the solid rock and no matter what storm comes my way, I will not be shaken. So church, be encouraged today. Open your eyes to the foundation that you've been building your life on. It's time to dig deep. It's time to get planted. It's time to stand strong and trust in God. And we, I really believe that as individually, we build our lives on the rock, uh, on the rock of hearing and the rock of doing, of actually acting on God's word. I really believe that the world around is going to take notice. You know, as a church, we are a church that is committed to being built on the rock of the name of Jesus Christ. We are a church that is built on the solid foundation of hearing and doing. We are not built on the ambitions of us as lead pastors. We are not a church that is built on personal preference. We are not a church that is built on the foundation of entertainment. We are built upon the rock of Jesus Christ. Upon this rock, we will stand and like a city on a hill, we will shine the light of Jesus to the world around us. Church, let's not be home blind to our foundation. Let's open our eyes. Let's make sure that we are building our lives on the rock of Jesus Christ. Hey, I just want to pray for two groups of people just as I close today. And the first group of people with every head bowed and every eye closed, this is a holy moment. It's a personal moment. I want to pray for anybody here today who hasn't made a decision to make Jesus their Lord and Savior. I want to pray for anybody here today and your you know, you've never been building your life on the rock of Jesus Christ. You've been trying to do it on your own. 
You've been trying to do it according to your own strength, whatever that might look like, and it hasn't been working. Today is the day where you can find that foundation that is made available to you. You can accept that free gift of salvation that Jesus has for you. It's not based on what you will do. It's not based on you trying to earn it. This is a free gift. You just have to accept it. And I really believe that from today forward, your life will be different. It won't look the same. God's got a plan for you. He's got a purpose regardless of what your past might look like. Stop allowing your past to try and define your future. God has great things in store for you. So with every head bowed and with every eye closed, I'm going to count to three. And when I get to three, I'm just going to ask you to click the button that's coming up in the chat right now that says, I commit my life to Jesus. All that that clicking that button is, it's just an act of faith. That's just an act of saying, I'm making this decision. I'm not gonna be held back and I am entering into this new life right now. No one's gonna see, it's not gonna publish your name or anything like that. This is a private moment, but why not actually do that just as an act of faith, as a stake in the ground that says things change today. When I get to three, if that's you, you wanna accept this gift of salvation, why don't you go ahead and click that button. One, Jesus loves you. Two, he is the solid rock on which you can build your life. Three, if that's you, why don't you click that button right now? Come on, that's the best decision that you could ever make, it is. And I just wanna pray for you in this moment. And so if you're one of the people who has clicked that button right now and you're making that decision, why don't you just, again, keep your head bowed and your eyes closed and let me pray for you. Father, you see every single person who's making this decision today. Father, I just pray right now that they would start building their life on the firm foundation of your name. Jesus, I pray that from this moment going forward that things are different. I pray that they would know your presence. I pray, Jesus, that they would be so filled with hope, that they would be filled with peace, that they would be filled with love, that they would be marked by joy, that there would be a difference in their life right now. What an amazing decision. We thank you for it. We celebrate this, God. In your mighty name we pray, and everybody said, amen. Amen. Well, hey, Pastor Victoria is going to come back in just a second. She's going to give you some more information about some next steps on this incredible journey of faith. But just before she does, I want to pray for one more group of people. So again, every head bowed and eye closed. I want to pray for anybody right now. And you know that you need to do a bit of a personal home inspection as to where you're building your foundation, as to how you're building your foundation, as to what kind of life you're trying to build. Is it one that's built on the rock of hearing and doing? Have you just been building your life upon hearing? Because that's like building in the sand. If you wanna be a person of action, if you wanna be a builder, if you wanna be a person that, that actually builds on that rock, why don't you just stretch out a hand towards the screen right now? I wanna pray for you. And I really believe that God's gonna do a transforming work in your life today. Father, you see every single hand, you see every single person. And Jesus, I just pray right now Father, that you would fill people with just this incredible resolve, with an incredible God confidence to build their life on that rock of hearing and doing. Let this not just be empty words. Let it not just be in one ear, out the other. But Father, I pray that as your word permeates our life and grips our heart, that we would be compelled to action, that we would serve others, that we would love others, that we would care for others. And Jesus, that as we do so, and as we implement your teachings, and Jesus, that we would just begin to build our lives upon the solid rock of your name, and that we would build our church upon the solid rock of your name. Let us not grow home blind, 
to our foundation. We love you and we thank you, Lord. In your mighty name we pray and everybody said amen. Be blessed, church. Well, hey, what an incredible message from Pastor Luke. Thank you for that message. I know I am encouraged and I hope that you are encouraged to apply this message and make sure that we are building our lives on the rock. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, that is, again, the best decision that you could ever make. And we want to come alongside you in that. This is just the beginning of your journey of faith. So we would love for you to fill out one of our connect cards so we can connect with you, again, answer any questions you might have, and just resource you on this new journey of faith. We also have something after all of our services that we call Next Steps. And this is really what it is. It's you taking your next step here at Slay Church. Uh, we, uh, it happens over a Zoom call right after the service where you get to meet some of our leadership team. Uh, they tell you a little bit more about our mission as a church, as a, as a church our, our values, who we are, a little bit of our story, and a chance for you to ask questions. We would love to see you at our Next Steps Zoom call right after the service. And parents, make sure you stick around because we have Slate Kids happening afterwards and it is awesome. Well. Have a great week, church. We're so thankful that you tuned in for our service today. We pray that you will have a blessed week. Kenzie, how's it going? Good, 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 good. Hi, Slay Kids. Say, so Slay Kids is now. Slay Kids is now.